This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. That's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And good morning, Savannah and hello, country. Welcome to the Call of the Mozzie Sports Report presented to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM, WSAG. And it's kind of festive. You heard the uh, intro. It's holiday time here in Savannah. Yes, I'm called Demasi. I'm here for two hours every Saturday morning from 9 until 11, and you're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report, talking about local sports. And uh, It's December 21st, four days away from Christmas. It's 57 degrees outside. We're looking at a high of 77, so hey, in between your shopping sprees, in between running to the store to buy Christmas presents, get out there, play some golf, some tennis. Beautiful weather out there right before Christmas. And, of course, Monday, the cold weather is going to come in. It's going to change. It's going to feel like Christmas. And that's what it's all about. And I'm telling you right now, on my way here, I passed the Old Thought Mall, and it's already packed. It's already crazy out there. People running in there getting gifts. It's going to be like that all day. And uh, we just got a lot, a lot going on here in Savannah, Georgia. Basketball season's in full swing now. High school football's in. And, uh, you know, we've, we have a lot of golf news this week. I mean, just a lot of local sports, a lot of happenings going on, and that's what we're going to talk about for the next two hours. The first game will be from 9 until 10, and the second game will be 10 until 11. Yes, I'm coach, so I put it into games. We'll have four quarters in each hour. Four quarters in each game. And uh, we'll start off. We've got a great lineup. Uh, I'll talk about scores and what's happened over the course of the week here in Savannah in the first quarter, which is right now. Then we'll get into the second quarter, and we're going to wrap up the high school football season with the legendary Tommy Palmer. Tommy Palmer runs the countdown to kickoff game and the high school scoreboard show here in Savannah, Georgia, well, throughout the whole state. Uh, he also had the honor and privilege of calling the Calvary Aquinas game, uh, the playoff game, the state championship game. He was the uh, play-by-play guy, so we'll talk to him about that, and he'll wrap up the high school football season for us and. uh He's got a lot of insight. He is the voice of Georgia high school football. And in the third quarter, we're going to talk to a program that not many people know about, the Coastal Hurricane Athletics Program. And we're going to talk to the athletic director, Gene Gibson. Coastal Hurricane Athletic Association is, is based on homeschoolers who want to play high school sports. Yes, they're made up of homeschoolers. And any students who are at a school that don't have the sport that's in season, they can play for the Coastal Hurricanes. And that's Gene Gibson. Then in the fourth quarter of the first hour, We'll talk to the man, P.J. Zuko, from the weekly show, The High School First Look. He'll give us a little breakdown on the college bowl season. Yes, 35 games from today until January 6th. What more do you want? Craziness. It's just craziness. And in the second hour, we got a good lineup. We're going to talk to the local golfer, 
at 10.05, who just qualified for the web.com to a finish ninth, ninth, and that's local Savannian, Savannah Christian Prep graduate, Armstrong, Lynch, Armstrong Atlantic State graduate, golfer Chris Epperson. Now we'll get into our Weatherington High School, sorry, our Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic after the week with Calvary Day football star Robert Haywood, who had a phenomenal game in the championship game last week, even though his uh, team didn't win Last Saturday, but he rushed for 157 yards, had a touchdown. Uh, he also plays linebacker, so we'll talk to Robert Hayward of Calvary Day School. And then we'll get into a little more golf news with the man that writes a weekly golf column for the Savannah Morning News, the columnist, Stephen Elmo, Elmo Weeks. And he'll probably get into other sports, too, because uh, that's the kind of guy he is. He knows a lot about Savannah sports, and then we'll close out the show. So that's the lineup. Hopefully you can listen to some part, whether it's for five minutes, whether it's 15 minutes. I really do appreciate you listening every Saturday, and that's why we're here. We're talking about local sports. And let's get right away to that high school scoreboard. Let's start with the ladies. Big game for Effingham County. They're playing in the Jones County Holiday Tournament Classic. They're in championship. They beat Lowndes County last night, 49-47. Keisha Lewis scored 22 points, grabbed 10 rebounds, and they'll face the winner. Uh, it wasn't in the newspaper. I couldn't find it online. The winner of the jo Jones County Spalding game for the championship game at 7 o'clock tonight. That's up there in Jones County. Calvary Day School is having the Calvary Day Classic, right? And they got Pace Academy, Savannah Country Day, and Landmark Christian playing it. While the Calvary Day School girls beat Pace Academy girls 42-41. Abigail Lewis had a double-double, 17 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, they'll play Savannah Country Day. <laughs> Rivalry. Uh, Savannah Country Day beats Lambach Christian 43-28. Anna Muller has 15 points, 10 rebounds, 8 blocks. She's also six foot two, and she's only a sophomore. Bree Carney added 13 points and 4 assists for the Lady Hornets. The championship game, Calvary Day School against Savannah Country Day and the Cavalier... Holiday Classic, the Calvary Holiday Classic. We go over to Savannah Christian. Savannah Christian has the Red Raider Holiday Classic. Uh, Savannah Christian girls lost a heartbreaker to New Hampstead, 44-41. Uh, Jakira Richardson led New Hampstead with 10 points. Chan Chandler E. Walson had 14 points for the Red Raiders. Um, and the boys' side... Bible Baptist all over Kings Academy, 75-50. Kennard Campbell back from that injury during football season at 18 points. Chad Boatwright and Casey Hughes each added 13 points. Uh, over on the boys' side of the Savannah Christian Holiday Classic, New Hampstead beat Savannah Christian 56-52. Okay, uh, leading scorer was Jawan Gatson with 19 points, and Antonio Anderson put 11 for the Phoenix. A.J. Sanders led the Raiders with 14 points. Uh, Calvary Day School Boys uh, Classic will be Calvary Day School against Savannah Country Day. Savannah Country Day beat Landmark Christian, I think, 42-41. So that's the other classic. So, uh, sorry, I yeah, and Calvary Day School beat Pace Academy 62-55. Kalik Hughes had 13 points and grabbed 7 rebounds. Uh, Derek Kirkland added 13 points. I guess the same guys that were on the football field last week are back already playing basketball. South Carolina scores. Battery Creek beats Ridgeland Hinesville in boys basketball 68-55. Buford Academy over Andrew Jackson 57-52. Bible Baptist, which we just said, they do play in skis at the South Carolina Independent School Association. They beat Kings Academy 75-50. And Kane Bay beats Colleton County 69-50. Hilton Prep all over Ca Coastal Carolina High School 78-43. On the girls' side, Andrew Jackson Academy beats Buford Academy 44-43. Battery Creek beats Ridgeland Hardyville 44-14. And Thomas Haywood Academy Beach Jeff Davis 50 to 16. Another big thing going over on the South Carolina side of the uh, bridge. 
And it's over there at the convention center. We have the U.S. Marine Corps Seahawk Slam Wrestling Tournament. There are over 50 top wrestling teams from the southeast that are competing in this tournament uh, over there at the Savannah Convention Center. It's starting at 9 o'clock. No, it started already. They're in the quarterfinals. Get over there and watch some great wrestling. Wrestling is a great sport. It takes a lot of stamina. I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. It's a great sport. Right now, Camden County leads... In the team standings with 125 points, followed by Bradenton, Florida, with 116.5 points. Effingham County is in 17th place, and South Effingham is in 20th place. Right now, the top teams, Cannon County, Brandon of Florida, Bradenton, I'm sorry, Brandon of Florida, Rockdale County in South Carolina, Palmetto Ridge, Ashley Ridge, and like I said, the two locals that are up there, Effingham and South Effingham. Well, this show cannot be possible without my sponsor. Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they got 26 of the best and finest trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, and hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 East Rand Avenue right here in lovely Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optumhealth.com. Dot com. That's O-P-T-I-M, health.com. Well, first quarter went really quick. I'm excited about it. We got the legendary, the legendary voice of Georgia high school football, Tommy Palmer, waiting by. He's waiting on the ESPN radio hotline, and we'll wrap up the football season, the 2013 high school football season. It was a lot of fun, a lot of big noise, a lot of, a lot of big uh, uh, happenings, a lot of noise made by Savannah area schools. So Tommy Palmer will give us insi- his insight. You're listening to the Call of the Monsey Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, and it's all powered by the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Stay tuned. We'll be talking pigskin. ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400 and FM 104.3 is your exclusive home for the college football postseason. It's the enemy over there. They're not your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. As 27 bowl games will be aired live right here. The ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 will all be on display as the best of the best collapse. Smash everybody in the mouth. Keep it locked on WSCG, ESPN Radio Savannah, as your hometown station and the most powerful brand in sports brings you 27 bowl games this holiday season. ESPN Radio Savannah, your one and only home for the Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl, Orange Bowl, Rose Bowl, and the BCS National Championship. The BCS National Championship. Your college football leader. WSEG, ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And now. Back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> 
And I'm Carl Demasi. I'm glad you could join me. Today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Well, we had a crazy ride here in Savannah, Georgia. We had a lot of teams getting a lot of recognition. Uh, I mean, Benedictine Cadets running off 13 straight before losing in the state semifinal. Calvary Day School making it to the championship game and losing in the final. Uh, Memorial Day School bringing home a state championship their third in the last six years. It's just crazy time. And, you know, it was very exciting for me because I got to call the high school game of the week right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, fueled by Enmark every week except for the last two, which I was going through withdrawals. But I had the pleasure of getting on that radio or getting on the Internet or even watching it on Georgia Public Broadcasting TV uh, uh, when uh, Calvary made it state state finals. And uh, I got a chance to talk to this man every week before the games and after the games on the Countdown to Kickoff show and the high school scoreboard show that's been running for a long time here in Savannah, Georgia. Sorry. In, in the state of Georgia, not in Savannah, Georgia, because finally ESPN Radio picked up the show. But the man knows a lot about high school football in this state. None other than the legendary voice of Tommy Palmer, who's joining us on the ESPN Radio, AM Savannah, sorry, <laughs> AM 1400 Savannah, and 104.3 FM stations. Joining us right now, Mr. Tommy Palmer. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Carl. How are you? I, I got. I got to slow down here. You got to be my coach here. You got to teach me the tricks of the trade here because I get so excited. I start bumbling and stumbling over my words, and uh, I got to step back here. I know I'm a rookie at this uh, broadcasting stuff, and I know you got a lot of experience doing it. Just, uh, just remember this. Take it slow. Take it easy. <laughs> you know, don't get so wound up, Carl. You get excited. That's good. That's not a bad thing. But, uh, oh, gosh. I, I apologize in advance. I have a cold, as you can probably tell. But uh, I, I tell you what, this weather is unbelievable, going from cold to hot, cold to hot. So, you know, I just, I'm thankful I didn't have one during the, the football season. So uh, it, it kind of limits what you're able to do. But uh, it's good to be with you on your show, Carl. Thanks so much. Well, it's a pleasure and an honor, a privilege to do your show every Friday night here in uh, the state of Georgia, and people hear me throughout the state, which I would never imagine. But, Tommy, it was just such a crazy high school football season. I mean, a, a good crazy, especially here in the Savannah area. And, you, I mean, you follow 451 schools or how, or how many are playing football. I mean, Savannah got some recognition this year, didn't they? They really did. And what is so interesting about it, Carl, is there were so many good football teams. I heard you talking there before I came on with you, but, you know, Richmond Hill had a great year. Brian Kenley had a good year. Vidalia had a good year. All these uh, Statesboro had a good year. You just keep going on and on and on, and you look around, and all of a sudden, here we are in the Coastal Empire, and we've got great football again, which is, you know, an area that's known for basketball pretty much. But uh, there have always been the three or four football teams in this area that play good football, but now you're up to 10 or 12, even thinking of Ware County and Wayne County down there in, in coastal Georgia, which, are, which had, had great years this year. I mean, I definitely agree with you, and I do apologize to the Richmond Hill fan club that listens to this radio station, and uh, it's just, uh, you know, Nick Fitzgerald, who graduated uh, last Thursday, is already on the campus of Ole Miss practicing or working out with the Ole Miss football program. Uh, just an exciting time, and a lot of exciting players. I mean, you can name, I mean, I can name a lot of them that stood, who stood out most for you from this area? 
Uh, first of all, we need to get him back to Mississippi State. The Mississippi Sorry. State fans are going to be perturbed <laughs> with you saying he went to Ole Miss. <laughs> the Rebels, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not the Bulldogs. He's going to the Bulldogs. I'm, I'm kidding with you, Carl. He did go to Mississippi State, didn't he? Yes, yes, you are right. Okay, all right. I, I thought he had a great year. Uh, I tell you what, the thing that really surprised me was after seeing Lamar County in the in the in the state, you know, two years in a row, Benedictine's been so close. Close. I don't know that I've ever seen one football team have the misfortune of losing on a field goal two years in a row to the same football team. I can't remember that happening in a long time. It just that was probably one of the most unusual things that happened this year. And after I saw Griffin play Carrollton and fall down. You know, twenty-one to seven, and then come back and win the game, fifty-six thirty-five. That was very unusual. Griffin was just an unbelievable football team, and of course, Calvary. Uh, I thought they got on a great run under uh, Mark Stroud. They lost those first two games, and then won ten or eleven games in a row. And uh, they, of course, had the lead in the dome. But you just, you know, you never know what's going to happen in those football games. Carl, you've been doing this a long time. And momentum is a very fickle thing, but it is a very real thing, is it not? Oh, I mean, that's the biggest part of the game, whoever has the momentum. It always seems to switch when there's a turnover or, or a miscue, and uh, Calvary came out and scored right away. We thought that, and yeah, I listened to you and said, we're going to have a barn burning here, and it turned out the first half was pretty, pretty much a battle, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely was. And uh, when you start playing catch-up, you got problems. And that's what they had to do. They had to start playing catch-up. And, uh, you know, I, I felt the game plan by Aquinas was, was great because, I mean, they just made Michael Peterson beat them. I mean, they knew by watching films that he wasn't going to run, so they wanted him to beat him with the pass. And they played some great pass defense against Cavalier, Cavaliers' uh, great pass offense. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody play any better man-to-man defense against uh a very good cavalry group of wide receivers. They just put a blanket over him in the second half, and it was extremely hard for Peterson to get the ball to his receivers. I mean, about the only thing that was open was the waggle, was the drag, you know, pattern to uh, Richard coming across the middle, and and that wasn't open very much. And Aquinas had a good game plan. They really did. And uh, this is no condemnation of Calvary. Calvary had a great game plan as well. But uh, it just was one of those things. Uh, who would have thought that Peterson would have thrown three interceptions? That was unheard of. He only had five, I think, the entire season. And two of those were passes that went through his receiver's hands. So nobody would have ever thought that Peterson would have had uh, the kind of day he had. And it, that, again, is no condemnation of him. You just have those games. And, you know, when you have them at the wrong time, it hurts a whole lot more than it does the next time, you know? No, oh, I mean, you said it does hurt. You just mentioned that BC losing twice the same way uh, to Lamar County. I mean, uh, last second field goals, and then uh, Calvary gets all the way to state championship, wins 11-12 in a row, and loses the last game. It's very tough when you lose that last game, and people don't realize you get to a point where somebody's got to lose, but it's something that's going to last with you forever. Well, we lost three games in my two years of varsity football. And uh, the one I never forget is the last one. We lost 9-6 to for the South Georgia Championship. So you never forget them. Uh, but, hey, 
you know, you, sometimes those good victories come back to memory as well. So you, you can pick and choose. So, uh, oh, yeah. I, I just, you definitely I, pick I and salute choose. all those great football teams in Savannah and in, in the Coastal Empire. It was just absolutely an outstanding year for, for a lot of really good football teams in this area. And what's really exciting, a lot of these teams that didn't make, you know, great runs, Richmond Hill, BC, Calvary, whoever, they got a lot of young kids coming back. Yes, they do. And I will tell you this, probably, and this is in my opinion, with the reclassification, unless they change a few things in their meeting when they finalize everything and some people do some lateral moves and stuff, I don't know that you'll find a better region in the state than the new uh, 3-5-A region, which includes Coffee, uh, Ware County, Brunswick, Glen, Effingham County, Richmond Hill, Statesboro, South Effingham. That's about as good as it gets in high school football in the state of Georgia. That's a big-time conference. Uh, yeah, and I know, Tommy, you can relate to this because, you know, we've both been around for a while here, but the, it's the NFC North Black and Blue Division. That, that, that division is going to be such a dogfight, just like, you know, the big boys down there in Camden and, and Veldosta and Lowndes and, uh, Colquitt. I mean, this is a, 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 a great football conference. Now, it's going to get the feel where every game is going to count because it's just going to be like college football. You lose, you're putting yourself in a bad position. That's true. And a, a lot of people forget, you know, about South Georgia, Middle Georgia, until they see these football teams in the Dome. When you take a look at an Aquinas of Augusta who made it to the finals for the first time in, in years and years and years, I don't even think they even challenged for one. They came out of a very tough region. Calvary came out of the toughest region in Class A, in my opinion. Then you had Marion County, Charlton County, yeah, and we had forgotten about them. That was yeah. a great game. Other other teams across the state that that really just looked good to me were Carrollton, even though they got beat twenty one. I thought they were great. Griffin was a good football team. No doubt that Buford is probably one of the finest group of athletes anybody's ever ever, ever seen on a football field. Washington County was good. I told you the other night when we when we spoke that I thought this year were probably some of the best finals I've seen in many many years. I just thought every football team at the Dome was a very good uh, football team, and I just I really thought everything was first class. Well, Tommy, I'm up against the clock here, and you know about uh, radio business. But uh, once again, I appreciate ESPN Radio Savannah for bringing you on here to the Savannah area because, uh, like my wife said, we would be traveling all over the state watching our boys' plays, and we always got to listen to the high school scoreboard show. I'm glad finally stepped, someone stepped up and took the ball and got you on here so people can enjoy what you do. And in my mind, and I know you're a very humble guy, you are the voice of high school football in the state. Keep up the great work. Have a happy holiday. It's always a pleasure, can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you, Carl, and you're very kind in your remarks. And uh, happy holidays to everybody in Savannah, Chatham County, and thanks for your support. Thank you, Carl. You take care. Thanks here. 
Have a good one, Tommy. That's Tommy Palmer, the voice of the high school scoreboard show every Friday night here in the state of Georgia. He's heard on over 57 stations throughout the state of Georgia after football games. He's heard on over 30-something stations before the games even kick off. He's the voice of Georgia high school football. Great guy. If you ever meet this guy, he's just he's just got a, 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 a plethora of knowledge about high school football in the state of Georgia, and that's Tommy Palmer. Next up, we're going to be talking into a program that not many people know about, the Coastal Hurricane Athletics Program. We're going to be talking to the athletic director, Gene Gibson. You're listening to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. We'll be right back, talking hurricane sports. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report every Saturday morning here from 9 until 11 o'clock right here on ESPN Radio AM 1400, 104.3 FM, all presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. They're doctor-led and patient-focused. And, you know, being a teacher, you want your kids to have the chance to do a lot of things in high school. Well, some parents choose to teach their kids at home, so we have homeschool children. But this local organization, which has been around since 2010, has come up with a great concept of kids who can't participate at their area high schools, and there are kids that are at area high schools that don't have sports. Great concept. Uh, this allows kids to get a chance to play high school sports against local high school teams, and they've been doing it since 2010. Uh, they are called the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association. They call the Hurricanes. And if you notice the box score in the local newspapers, it's not a morning news all the time, or, or maybe one of the local TV stations giving them some love. They are a bunch of high school kids getting a chance to play high school sports. And I think that is the greatest, greatest concept that you can give to these kids. And, uh, as they say on their webpage, the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association was founded in August of 2010 to promote Christ-centered sporting activities for teenage homeschooled athletes in the coastal Georgia and low country South Carolina region. They currently offer eight-man football, basketball and baseball, as well as girls basketball. And if you want to get more information, just call the athletic director or, or send them an email, and that's Gene Gibson. And joining us now on the ESPN Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM hotline is the athletic director himself of the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association, Gene Gibson. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Carl. How's it going today on this beautiful Saturday morning? It's going to be about 75 degrees and it's holiday time. I mean, you got to be loving it. Yeah, it's absolutely going to be a great day today. So, and I know you're doing great things over there for a lot of kids that wouldn't get this chance because they don't go to a high school. And, you know, Georgia High School and Georgia Independent School Association, and I think even the South Carolina Independent Schools Association or even the South Carolina High School Association state that if you're homeschooled, you're not allowed to play on your local area team. So, I mean, just a great concept. How did you guys come up with this concept way back in 2010? Well, there was actually... Uh... My son and, and a few of his friends wanted to play football, and uh, my wife and, a, and another mom got together and, 
and uh, started praying about it. And we pulled together a few families uh, that were interested in, in possibly uh, forming a football team. And we also had a gentleman who was interested in doing basketball and one that was interested in doing baseball. And so that's kind of how we got started. We started looking around the country, and, you know, there was precedent for a uh, homeschool sports team. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty prevalent, actually, in the Atlanta area today. And uh, so we started started piecing it together, and uh, we started out in that first fall with five kids uh, practicing for football and uh, with the, the hopes of playing a season in 2011 and try to spread the word and, and start getting um, kids to participate. And it's kind of grown from there. So, you know, we just completed our third full season of football uh, with about 15 players. Um, we've got 30-plus kids in our basketball program, and we have another 30 kids that participate in our baseball program. Well, I mean, it's just unbelievable that, you know, these kids get a chance to participate in something that most homeschools throughout the years have missed out. And you can tell by the success of your football team and your basketball and baseball teams that these kids really, really love doing this, don't they? No, they absolutely. I mean, it has been a true blessing to a lot of these kids because they, they didn't think they were going to have the opportunity uh, to play high school varsity sports, and uh, they're getting that opportunity today. Now, you just mentioned you're, you started out with the football team, and last year your football team went on a phenomenal run. Uh, you guys uh, made a big impact. How did you guys do this year? Uh, we had we had a good year um, again this year. We actually finished the regular season 8-3, and three, uh, which included a 4-0 finish in the Low Country Piedmont Football Conference. And uh, so we wound up uh, as the uh, Low Country Piedmont uh, Conference champions. And then, you know, you want to give some shout-out to the kids that had some exceptional seasons? I mean, uh, we, we hear about all the kids that are doing well this year, and they're getting looked at. How about some of your guys? Uh, who stood out for the uh, Coastal Hurricane football team? Well, we had uh, we had several uh, key players this year. Um, you know, offensively, um, our quarterback, uh, Gunnar Gibson, um, threw over 20 touchdown passes this year. Um we had our, our tailback Spencer Houston rush for over uh, 1,200 yards this year. Um, we had uh, Daniel Collins, um, who was our leading receiver uh, this year, and then we had uh, a couple key defensive players in uh, Sheldon Polk and uh, Shane Gordon. And I've, I've heard some of those names carry over to the basketball leagues now, basketball team. Now, if parents are really interested to get these kids involved, how, how do they go about it? I mean, I know you got a couple of outlets for them to find out more information. How would you recommend they go about it? Yeah, we have, um, we have a Facebook page, which is Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association. Um, we have a, a website, um, which is coastalhomeschoolathletics.org. And then we... Uh, we post our, our team uh, stats and, and rosters on max prep under Coastal Home School. So just like any other school, they're out there, they're visible, you can see them, you can hear about them, and you can probably catch one of their games. Uh, now, we're in the basketball season, okay? Football season is open. Where did you play your home games for football? Uh, for football, we played our home games at the uh, Effingham Rec Field in Springfield. Know it very well, and now you're into the basketball season. So if somebody wants to come by and check out the basketball team and what's going on, where can they go to, to check out the Hurricanes? 
The, uh, the the home court for the Hurricanes is Bloomingdale Alliance Church in Bloomingdale, Georgia. Right on Highway 80 in there in Bloomingdale. Now, baseball's coming up, and you got a great guy that loves baseball. I've had him on my show a number of times because he runs Sycamore at the stadium, and then Jason Rockwell. Uh, how do they go about getting in touch uh, with Jason if they want to do that? Just go to the Facebook page and the, the webpage? Yes, they can go on the Facebook page and, and the webpage. And actually, if they go to the webpage and go on the baseball tab, there should be contact information for Jason there. And as far as cost goes, because you know that's always a big deal with parents. As far as the cost goes, what, what do people have to know about the cost and how they how, how they can come up with the m- money and all that stuff? The um, you know for football, we we charge a participation fee. Uh, this past year was two hundred fifty dollars, which primarily goes to cover uh, insurance costs and um, uniform costs and some of our equipment, and then uh, basketball. Um, I think it was $150 this year, um, which probably goes to cover uniforms, officiating, and um, our gym costs. And then uh, baseball, uh, Jason typically, you know, they look and, and see what the costs are and, and, and split it up that way. I think last year it was around $150 a kid to participate. Yeah, and I know you're, you know, you being the athletic director, people don't realize you just don't show up and play. I mean, there's officials you got to pay for, there's insurance costs, and uh, you got to be really dedicated to do, do this. And uh, as far as your families go, Gene, it sounds like they're really dedicated to this. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, these families, they, they want to give their, their kids an opportunity to participate in, in these activities, and, and uh, so they're, they're willing to do what, what is necessary. Well, Gene, I'm really, really impressed with what you're doing. I'm glad you're giving these young men and these young ladies an opportunity to play high school sports. And it, it my personal opinion, I've been doing this teaching for 30 years. It makes them a well-rounded student. Keep up the great work. And if you have an athlete of the week, uh, Gene, just give me a call. Uh, get in touch with me on Facebook. And I love to have you kids up here, too, because you know what? They deserve the recognition like anybody else because they're out there putting everything on the line, whether it be in, on the football field, the basketball court, baseball field. And I, I commend you for a great job for this organization. That's the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association. All right. Thank you very much, Carl. And that's Gene Gibson, the athletic director of the Coastal Hurricane, sorry, the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association, and they call the Hurricanes. Uh, if you have a child that does not go to high school or their school does not have a sport that they want to play, just go to their Facebook page, the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association, or go to their webpage, thecoastalhomeschoolathletics.org, and you can get your son or daughter involved in high school sports. And it's just, you know, I've been reading about them every day in, in the newspaper, and I had to get that out there. It's just a great, great opportunity for our youth in this area. Well, next up, we'll be talking a little college, college sports, college bowl games, 35. From now, November 21st until this uh, January 6th, and we'll be discussing it with a man who has a lot of knowledge about football, and that's the host of the High School First Look here right on ESPN Radio. That's PJ Zuko. The Call of the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG. We'll be right back talking more sports. to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> 
songs ever. What? I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I haven't seen a white Christmas in a long time since I've been down here for 18 years, but you know what? There's something about s snow during that holiday season that makes it even a little more special. But you know what? I'll I'll deal with the uh, nice weather versus shoveling snow any day. And uh, once again, great, great Christmas song. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas by no other better singing in my mind than Bing Crosby. But we're into... The bowl season right now, and uh, just to give you a little uh, quick update on what our local colleges are doing uh, as far as before we get into the bowl games, uh, Savannah State had a big game this week, uh, men's program, they took on University of Miami, and Rion Brown from Liberty County, uh, Miami beat the Tigers 68-51, uh, the women's basketball team over at Savannah State is 5-5. Five and five. Uh, they beat uh, the Alaskan. They beat Charleston Southern, seventy-two, sixty-three. Armstrong Atlantic State. The men's programs four and five, one and one in region conference play. They lost to Young Harris, eighty-one, sixty-eight, the other night. And on the women's side, the women are five and two, one and one in region. They beat Young Harris, seventy-five, seventy. So that's our local high school, our local college scoreboard update for this week as far as basketball goes. Let's talk about the ladies and gentlemen, uh, academic scholars. Armstrong Atlantic State had a bunch of uh, soccer players named to the All Academic Team as did the Savannah College of Art and Design uh, soccer team. So congratulations to those student-athletes for getting those awards. But we got a bunch of games, 35 bowl games coming up, and you can listen to 27 of those bowl games right here on ESPN Radio Savannah starting today. And the man that knows a little something about football himself, and that's P.J. Zuko, the producer of the College Monster Sports Report and the host of his own show, the High School Football Preview. P.J., great time, great time of year. We got a lot of bowls coming up. I know we got a short segment here, but, you know, we got 27 games right here on ESPN Radio, and I guess you're going to be in charge of uh, coordinators, coordinating those games, eh? Oh yeah, me me and Kevin will be on top of it, trying to figure everything out, schedule everything, you know, uh, make sure the stuff is playing on the right times and and whatnot. But hey, it's a crazy time of year, but it, it's the most it, it's the best time of year to me. College football still going on with the big bowl games. I mean, uh, you've been fighting for this point all year, and now you finally get to it. And also Christmas right around the corner. Maybe there, there's a slim chance. Maybe there's some way we can get a white Christmas down here in Georgia, but I don't. think think it's going to happen if it if it stays 70 degrees uh this is crazy to me well i mean it, it's unbelievable i know it's not football weather but we got a big one starting up today that's the new mexico bowl it'll probably be 80 degrees out there we got colorado state taking on washington state these two uh outperform what people thought they would be or they played better than what people thought they would be what do you, what you thought on that one well, you got Mike Leach up there at Washington State slinging the football around uh, just maybe 60 times a game. <laughs> and that's not a joke. You might seriously see that today uh, in New Mexico. And then you got Colorado State also in a bowl game there against Washington State. And this one, I think, is one that could be a, a close one. Uh, Washington State and Colorado State just barely, you know, getting bowl eligible. Uh, but with Mike Leach and his offense, I think they'll be able to overpower Colorado State, but I don't think it'll be a route or anything like that. I think it'll be a close one, one of those uh, 
early college football bowl games that you kind of scratch your head at while you're watching because you think you know the Pac-12 team should be doing a lot better. But at the same time, I think it'll be a good game for Colorado State uh, to be on ESPN as well. But I think the Cougars just barely sneak past Colorado State today. And if you're betting man, I know you get a kick out of this. The over-under is about 70 points. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see much defense in this game. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not at all. I, I can't, that's, that is crazy, but it, it is definitely believable uh, for these two teams. And that's at 2 o'clock on ESPN. Then we talking about Fresno State, the Bulldogs, taking on the Trojan of USC. And we get a gem right here early in the year for for these teams i think it's great for these guys to be playing so early i mean the first day of college football bowl games and you got two ranked teams playing against each other two uh very good players playing against each other as well as you have marquise lee on one side of the football a wide receiver for usc and then Derek carr younger brother of david carr who played in the nfl there at fresno state he's projected to be a top 10 draft pick in the upcoming draft so i mean just awesome for us viewers, awesome for these players as well. I think Fresno State, uh, this might be an upset to some people, seeing as USC is in the Pac-12, Fresno State in a smaller conference, obviously the Mountain West. I think Fresno State pulls this one off and wins this game against USC and the Trojans. And that's the Las Vegas Bowl. That'll kick off at 3.30 on ABC. Then the next one we'll go, we'll take a quick look at Idaho, uh, Buffalo. Buffalo out of Buffalo, New York, taking on San Diego State. Yeah, uh, Buffalo 8-4, and four, San Diego State 7-5 and five this year. And my big thing with this one is if you look at the last game of the season for San Diego State, they're coming off a 45-19 to 19 loss. And yeah, Buffalo's coming off a 24-7 to 7 loss, but San Diego State really got routed against UNLV. I don't think that really carries much momentum into the bowl game. I think Buffalo, with a better record as well, put put a string together there in the middle of the season where they won a lot of games uh, in, in a row. They won six games in a row. So, you know, good for well, seven games in a row. Sorry about that. So, good for them. Uh, Buffalo, I, I think the Bulls pull this one off. And what I got to love the name of this bowl, I, it's got to be my, my, my most famous by my my favorite bowl name, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. <laughs> Let's go to New- on that blue field in, in field. Boise. Yeah. So I think the Bulls will blend in a little bit as well. Right. Let's go. That's at uh, five thirty on ESPN. Let's go to the New Orleans Bowl. Played down in New Orleans. Tulane takes on Louisiana Lafayette. Two local teams in this game, and I, I think. Louisiana Lafayette pulls this one off. We don't have a lot of time left here, but I think Lafayette pulls this one off tonight. Well, PJ, always great with the insight. We'll carry this on every Saturday until the bowl season over. Great job, great insight, and uh, I got to love that famous Idaho Potato Bowl. I got to love it, but that blue field is going to kill my eyes. Stay tuned for hour number two of the Call of the Mossy Sports Report. We'll bring you the Athlete of the Week. Robert Hayward from Calvary, the web.com qualified Chris Everson. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Call of the Sports Report on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. <laughs> 
This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Testing, testing. This is on? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> so what do you want Santa to bring you? Oh, I see. And what about you? So head over to Tailspin Pet Supplies, where it's fun to be a pet. <laughs> We're at Haversham Village Shopping Center in Midtown Savannah, the Public Shopping Center on Pooler Parkway, and Downtown Macon on Mulberry Street. Fill your pet stockings with our mini plush and interactive toys. Plus tasty treats and our popular deer antler chews that really hold up to the toughest of chewers. Along with top brands of high-quality, holistic, and grain-free food. And the self-serve dog wash at our Pooler and Macon stores. <laughs> Tailspin Pet Supplies, where it's fun to be a pet. In Savannah at Haversham Village, Pooler next to Publix. And downtown Macon on Mulberry. Or on the web at Tailspin.com. That's with two S. You all. Happy holidays from Tailspin. It's the most wonderful time of the year right now at Edwin Watts Golf Shop. Let us help you give the gift of golf this holiday season. How about the number one gift in golf? Titleist Pro V1 Golf Balls at the special holiday price of only $41.99 a dozen. Or how about the gift of spin? A free dozen Shrixon Q-Star Golf Balls with the purchase of a Cleveland 588 Rotex Wedge. Or give them the gift of their choice with an Edwin Watts gift card. Redeemable in-store or online. Here at Edwin Watts, we offer the best prices and the best service, period. For locations nearest you or for more information, visit Edwin Watts Golf. Golf.com. The best spot in town for UFC 168 is Coach's Corner on Victory Drive in Thunderbolt. Saturday, December 28th, Coaches will feature Chris Weidman battling Anderson Silva. The thrilling action of UFC 168 begins at 10 p.m. And Coaches features the best sandwiches, burgers, salads, wings, and more. Plus, Coach's Corner has a wide assortment of beers and craft brews. Saturday, December 28th, it's UFC 168 with the middleweight title on the line. Come hang with the best fans in town for UFC 168 at Coach's Corner on Victory Drive in Thunderbolt. ESPN Radio for Savannah and the Lowcountry. ESPN Radio 1400 and 104.3 WSEG Savannah. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. If you want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're a Good morning, Savannah and Low Country. Welcome to hour number two of the Call of the Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. I'm glad you could join me. It's been a great week of high school sports here in Savannah, Georgia. And, uh, I mean, we got a great lineup for the second hour. We're going to be talking to the Savannian who just qualified for the Web.com tour, and that's Chris Emerson, former Savannah Christian standout golfer, Armstrong Atlantic State. He's been uh, on that uh, tour trying to make it, and he finally qualified. And if you know anything about the Web.com tour, it's like the minor leagues of 
PGA Tour, the professional golf association like minor league baseball. Has. We'll talk to him in a couple of seconds. Then we'll have Weatherington, chiropractic clinic, athlete of the week, nowadays st- football player, football star. Robert Hayward had an unbelievable game last week in the state championship. Didn't come home with championship, but he, he made Savannah proud. And then we'll talk to the columnist. That's right, the columnist, Stephen Weeks, who's on here every week or every other week talking about local golf and local sports here in the Savannah area. Well, you know, like I said, this young man is waiting on the ESPN hotline, has had an unbelievable pro career. He's, he's, he's paid his dues. He's been uh, trying for uh, since 2006, since he graduated, to make it to the uh, Professional Golf Association Tour. He's right one step below it, and uh, I'm proud to say that he's from Savannah. He's from Savannah Christian, and joining us now on the ESPN Radio, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, is Chris Epperson. Good morning, Chris. How you doing? Hey, you know, I'm just talking local sports, and uh, it's been a while since, uh, you know, I, I got to hear your name. I know we've been following all the other guys, you know, Mark Silvers and Brian Harmon and Will Clafton. And you, you, you've been low-key on, on the Web.com tours or play on the Canadian tour. But I'm telling you, it, it, you've taken, uh, you've had a lot of perseverance for sticking with us for so long. And uh, it's something special to finally say that Chris Epperson is on his way maybe to the big time like everybody else, eh? I tell you what, it's, uh, it's been a long road, but it's been uh, one well worth it. I uh, spent a lot of hard work, and you know, I'm, I'm very proud to say I've finally reached my goal, and hopefully next year I can be saying I've reached my, my ultimate goal of being on the PGA Tour. I mean, Chris, I mean, like I said before, it takes a lot of perseverance, and uh, you came out of Savannah Christian in 2001. Was Coach Kelly your golf coach way back then, too? Yeah, Coach Kelly was there whenever I, I transferred over, and... Um, Kelly, Coach Kelly was great to me. He gave me an opportunity, and he still remains a good friend of mine today. And uh, uh, he uh, he made it an easy transition to to come play for him, and it was a great experience for sure. And uh, you know, talking to Brian Harmon, which is another former Savannah Christian uh, standout golfer who now is on the PGA Tour, he said he loved the way that Coach Kelly brought that football coaching mentality. <laughs> he definitely had his own unique style. Um, you know, he really didn't get you too hyped up you just kind of told it like it was and yeah it was kind of like a football coach type situation but uh he had his 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 style and it worked and he's got a lot of championships to show for it well i mean he's he has a lot of state rings under his belt with the uh golf program over there now and he's retired but i think he's got more golf rings than he does football rings but uh tell us about um, Chris Epperson, I mean, you graduated in 2001 out of Savannah Christian. Uh, you went to Mercer, then transferred to Armstrong Atlantic State. Tell us how that, that experience was going from high school to college. Um, you know, every, I think every stage of <clears throat> a golfing career is definitely a learning experience. You know, the best thing that I could do is at the end of each year <clears throat> look back and, and say that, yeah, I did, I did learn more, and I wish that I would have known that then. And, um, you know, you just have to, uh, it's, it's kind of a interesting situation as far as you just, you just gotta learn. You know, practice, you can hit the ball and you, you improve that way, but a lot of it's so just learning. It's a learning process and learning how to play tournament golf and how to learn how to <clears throat> score better and you just, you just take uh, each year to the next and hope that you keep improving for sure. Well, you know, and I want you to throw this out to our young uh, athletes who may be listening, and I hope they are listening. What, what, what did you have to do as far as coordinating your classes and playing golf on a college level? I mean, how tough was it? Did time management play a big part in what you had to do? 
<clears throat> I think so. I, you know, I went to the Hilton Head Christian Academy and then transferred to Savannah Christian, and both schools are strong academically, and it required a lot of studying. So when I got to college, <clears throat> I felt like I was more prepared than, and, than most students, I would say. I knew how to manage my time, and you definitely, I mean, I think the golf team was gone more than most other sports. We were usually gone every Monday and Tuesday, so <clears throat> you definitely have to uh, be mindful of your studies, and then you got your practice to do, too. So it, was, uh, it wasn't, I would say, too difficult for me, but I, I know that it is difficult, especially when professors love to have Wednesday morning as test day. <laughs> yeah, I, I can vouch for that one. So you got to make a race to get that all done. So, uh, but now you, you graduate. You're an NCAA Division II All American. You got a lot going for you, and you know you, you've been playing on a lot of these smaller uh, professional circuits. How is that? Is that tedious, or is it, it just part of the dream of you getting to one day being on that PGA Tour? How tedious is playing on these small little tours? Well, like it, you know. Like I said, it's a learning experience. You know, I learned a lot playing on the e-golf tour. And um, what it, it just kind of, they call them developmental tours because they're developing, you know, pro golfers. And it gives you the experience you need and it gives you some place to play each week. And you do get to play for some money. Uh, if you play well enough, you can you can do all right. And, um, again, I, I learned a lot each year. And you, you build your confidence up and get you get you ready for the end of the year for Q school and you know I would I would have loved to have maybe gotten to the web.com or PGA tour earlier in my career but um, it was probably important for me to spend the time I did on the mini tours to hone my game and, and get ready so I'm just not one of those guys that gets their card and then loses it within a year I have full confidence that now that I have a card I, I don't see a situation where I'm going to be dropping back yeah, it's going to only motivate you to stay where you're at. Hopefully, you get to where you want to be at. And uh, I mean, okay, now people don't understand. It used to be Q school where they had a number of events for you to qualify to be a PGA golfer. Now they changed that whole system, and now you have to go to Q school to get on the web dot web dot com tour. And I mean, six straight days of golf. How tough is that? <laughs> well, when I was headed out there, I was thinking, ah, oh, six days isn't going to be that bad. But it turns out it. It was worse than I remembered from 2010. It was, it was a long week, and I, and I ended up catching some head cold or flu-like symptoms halfway through, and that kind of even made it a longer week for me. And, you know, it really, you just have to be patient, you know, and everything, the people that play well early are ready for it to be over, and the people that don't play well early are, you know, want the extra few days to kind of fight back. But it's different because... This is the only tournament of the year that you actually do play six rounds, and it's you know, it's just a long week. Especially, <laughs> you know, I had four days of practice rounds beforehand, so it's a, it's a long trip, a long week, and it, it takes a lot out of you physically and mentally for sure. I mean, you started out hot, 65, 63, and I guess Wednesday is when you got hit with the uh, sort of like flu bug. You shot a 76, and you came back 73, 78. The last day you shot another 63. I mean, uh, just uh, you know, just a great overall six rounds of golf. And, uh, I mean, you had Savannah buzzing, I mean, on the front of the Savannah Morning News, and uh, when you made it, big, bold headlines. I mean, so people are following what you're doing. How does that make you feel that Savannah, Savannah now is really jumping on the Chris Epperson uh, bandwagon? <laughs> I mean, Savannah has always really stuck behind me, and it, it was 
just really meant a lot. And the, the, the fellows at the paper and the, and Rick Snow at WTSC and the other, you know, they it means a lot that they they care enough to keep in touch with me and and support me and all. It's it's nice to uh, to have that for sure. And uh, you know, over the years, they're not just guys I run into. You know, they're friends, and you know, you you spend time chatting with them and and asking them how they're doing. And uh, it's nice, you know, it's it's, it's important, I think. Well, I mean, it's really been, it's a lot of fun covering you guys, whether you guys are playing on that web.com tour, on the minor tours, the e-tour, I mean, Tim O'Neill and Mark Silvers, and of course we got the other guys on the big, uh, big time tour, Brian, uh, Harmon and, uh, Will Claxton and a whole other group. I mean, it's just a lot of fun watching local guys do this. Now that you got your qualifying card, what does that mean for you now? Uh, I mean, are you, you, able to just play a certain amount or you can play more do you get maybe invited to some pga events how does this all work now well i mean i'm gonna my main goal is if i can stay in the top 25 on the money list at the end of the year on the web.com that'll that'll give me my pga tour card for 2015 so i think my main goal is to to play as many web.com events as, as i can that way that i can have a chance to build up my money list rankings um i would love to uh well i'm gonna try to request for a, an exemption to play in the heritage again i would that you know that being my home tournament i would love to have another opportunity to play in that um if they choose me i would definitely play but you know i'm just gonna stick to the web.com uh, i don't know other than the heritage if that will open any doors for other pga tournaments but um i think at this point it's important to uh to just focus on that to give myself the best opportunity to play on the PJ Tour next year. Well, Chris, uh, great job. Uh, like I said, you know, you've been uh, persevering since 2006, trying to get to where you want to get, and now that the dream is right there within your reach, I know you, it sounds like you're highly motivated to do that. And I also got to say, uh, congratulations on January 4th, because you'll be tying a nozzle. How does that feel? Yeah, I'm just. It, and I don't think it's quite said it. I'm just really excited, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time with me today. Well, good luck. Uh, keep in touch, and I wish you the best. And uh, congratulations on getting married in less than three weeks. And uh, once again, uh, go go for it, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and have a Merry Christmas to you and everyone else. You're well, you're well, Chris, thank you, and uh, same to you, and uh, thank you for coming on. And that's Chris Everson, who qualified for the Web.com Tour. He's guaranteed to play in at least 12 to 14 uh, Web.com Tour uh, tournaments, events. And if he stays in the top 25, we could have another local guy with a PGA Tour card. And uh, I'm excited about it. we got Brian Harmon, Will Claxton, and Sam Chris Everson. And uh, I know Tim O'Neill is fighting for it. He's been around just as long as, uh, a little longer than uh, what... Uh, Chris has been doing, and Mark Silvers is right there with him, and it's fun seeing these little guys. And we'll get more insight all about that in about two more quarters when we talk to the columnist from the Savannah Morning News, Stephen Weeks, who follows local golf. And you know what? It's just great watching these local guys do it because Savannah is a great place to play golf all year long. You're listening to Call of the Monster Sports Board, brought to you by Optimotopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And we'll be talking to the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week from Calvary Day School. Believe it or not, this kid just got off the football field. Now he's on the hardwood, and he's got a tournament game tonight. That's Robert Hayward. We'll be right back.
And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics, on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me for the Call the Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Just remember, without them, the show cannot be possible. They have 26 of the finest and best-trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, and hand therapy in one convenient location. Optimal Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 East Rand Avenue, right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, where you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optumhealth.com. Well, this is always a fun part. It's great talking to local guys. If you missed the interview, we just had uh, Savannah, a Savannian, and uh, a uh, recent um, web.com tour Qualifier in uh, Chris Everson, graduated from Savannah Christian, went over, played for Armstrong Atlantic State's golf team, was an NCAA Division II All-American, just a great guy. I'm glad he can make it. But this is what's fun about it. We bring in the high school kids, and they get to talk about their accomplishment, and that's the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week segment, and that's where we're at right now. And, I mean, the skinny on this guy, he's a junior running back, linebacker, so he goes both ways. He plays Ironman football, never comes off the field because I think he's on all those special teams. Well, you know what? He made the state know who he was last weekend up in the Georgia Dome when he ran for 157 yards, scored a touchdown on 26 carries, was all over the field on defense, and I'm telling you right now, he had a phenomenal season for the Cavaliers. He uh, he reeled off six 100-yard rushing games in a row. He finished with 1,445 rushing yards on the season. He averaged almost 9.5 yards a carry. He also had 23 catches for 464 yards with six receiving touchdowns. He had 16 touchdowns altogether. On defensive side of the ball, this was before the championship game, he had 99 solo tackles. All right, this is a kid that just ran for 1,445 yards, and on the other side of the ball, he has 99 solo tackles. I don't know what you want to call Iron Man football, but he definitely did it. And he had a phenomenal run. They lost a tough one in the uh, championship to Aquinas, uh, 27-7, but uh, just a great season. And this week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, joining us in the ESPN Radio Savannah studio, is Calvary Day School football star, only a junior, so he'll be back again next year for us to watch, Robert Haywood. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. How's it going? It's good. Um Thank you for having me. Hey, it, it's a pleasure to have you guys on. I mean, uh, just watching you play this year, and we called three or four of the Calvary Day, Day School football games on the high school game of the week right here on ESPN Radio, which was fueled by Enmark. Just a phenomenal season. And uh, uh, besides that, Rob now is also playing basketball. So he got off the football field last week. He already played basketball last night. But, I mean, it, it, it's phenomenal how you guys can go from one sport to another. And, uh, you know, just, just don't need to be, miss a beat. But, you know, let's talk about football. When did you start playing football? Uh, I started playing football when I was five years old um, for uh, Savannah Stars. Savannah Stars, okay, yeah. the good old orange and green uniforms, right? Yeah. I mean, and you had a phenomenal season this year at Calvary, like I said, 1,444, five yards rushing, 99 solo tackles, which he probably had more. I don't have the stats from the championship game. But, you know, you run the ball, you hit. What do you like most about football? Uh, just, just like you said, um, hit the physical part of um, football. That's what I like about it. You don't just get hit, you get a chance to hit people back. 
So, but, but when Coach asks you to carry the rock to be a running back, uh, do you think about getting hit? Or you, you, when it comes to that part of the game, you don't worry about it? Uh, I don't worry about it. I know I'm going to get hit, so I just try to um, fight through and get there. Yeah. Hopefully nobody hits you as hard as you hit them, right? Right. So, but, I mean, he's a uh, running back. He's a linebacker. Joining us in the studio right now is Robert Hayward of Calvary Day School. He's at Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. Now, you run the ball. You catch the ball, you hit people. What is Robin Hayward's best football skill? Is it running? Is it tackling? What's your best football skill? Um, my skill is um, my vision. You know, seeing the plays develop so I can get um, the yards on offense and um, seeing what plays the um, offense is going to run so I can make the tackles on defense, just knowing what's going to happen before it happens. And a lot of high school coaches would love that. I know I would love that, where a kid could say, I can see it on the field, on offense and defense, and you never came off the field on special teams either. Yeah, I stayed on for most of the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> as we say, it's Iron Man football when you play Class A, the, the lowest or the, the smallest, not the lowest, the smallest classification in the state of Georgia. Now, we know that everybody wants to get better. Everybody gets better at their schoolwork, gets better at playing a sport. What did Robert Haywood do to uh, get better at playing football? What was your routine this year before you came into the se season to make you a better football player? Uh, just um, over the summer, just getting in the weight room and lifting the weights and getting stronger. And, um, um, working on my speed, um, straight line speed, um, outside doing agilities during the summer. So, yeah, I mean, straight line speed, that's going north and south. But yeah. being a linebacker, he also work on, has to work on his agility going yeah. from side to side, which yeah. with 99 tackles, he probably pretty did, did a pretty good job on doing that. Now, you know, every coach wants their kids to have a personal goal. What was your personal goal? I mean, you're on offense, you're on defense. What was your personal goal? I mean, because you could have set a number of different goals. Coming into the season, uh, my main personal goal is to reach a thousand yards um, on the season, and, and I got it. So I'm proud of myself for doing that. And did you ever think that you'd come up with a hundred tackles on the other side of the ball? Uh, I didn't think so, not this year. Um, but I'm glad I did. I, my team needed me, so um, I just played hard every game. No. You sure did. I mean, you're, you're the man behind the quarterback or alongside the quarterback. You're on the other side facing the man. It, it, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable what, what, what you did this year on the football field. Now, as far as the team goes, I mean, Coach probably wanted you to set a team goal. What was the team goal? Uh, our main team goal is to reach a state championship. And, uh, we got the uh, win, but um, I'm still proud of my teammates uh, for working hard to get that far. For getting to the championship game, which is great. Then, I mean, after you guys, and I know I didn't ask you this question before we met, but I gave a bunch of questions that I might ask you, but I didn't throw this one in. Did you guys expect to get the athlete losing those two first games? Uh, we did, but we know it wasn't going to be easy. We know that um, we found out that we weren't as good as we thought we were, so we had to work to get there. And so we did had that amazing win streak, and we reached the state championship. I mean, you put yourself, you guys put yourselves in a hole right off the bat, and Coach Stroud said he would fix it, and he surely did. Now, you have a lot of teammates, and I know this is tough because you don't want to leave anybody out. You have your offensive linemen. You have the defensive linemen in front of you to make all the tackles. I mean, so who did you feel uh, on that Calvary Day uh, Cavalier football team also had a great season? Uh, quarterback Michael Peterson um, and um, – the other running back slash receiver, uh, Derek Kirkland, they had them. Those two had two great seasons. Um, Michael threw for about over three thousand yards and forty touchdowns, and Derek had like over twenty something touchdowns and all purpose yards was over a thousand. So. Yeah, he had a lot of them. Yeah, so it was a number of people, but those two really stand out. 
Yeah, but then, you know, how about on that defense side of the ball? Because you had a guy in front of you, Andre Wilson. Yeah. That, I mean, that played unbelievable. I mean, you got to throw some love out to big Andre, or as you guys call him, Dre. Yeah. Uh, Dre was a big part of the defense. Um, I needed him um, a lot because um, he took on a lot of those blocks. He took a lot of space and um, got to the quarterback a lot, put pressure on us. So that he was a big part of our good defense. I mean, if you play linebacker, you got to love those guys in front of you because they keep them off. They keep the offensive linemen off you, and he did a great job. Now, I mean, I mean, it wasn't what you wanted the outcome to be. Okay, you guys lost the state championship for the first time in Calvary's history they ever got there. What was it like playing for a state championship? What was the atmosphere? It was the greatest experience. Um, it was um, the feel. All those people surrounding us, looking at us, it was a great experience, and um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing in the Georgia Dome. Yeah, playing with it where, where uh, a lot of college teams play, and we're playing where the Falcons play. I mean, it's got to yeah. be pretty exciting. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. Now, th there's a man behind this whole thing, and the man, I think, is one of the nicest people I've ever met, faith-based, a yeah, big Christian guy. Tell us what Coach Stroud has meant to you, and you still got another year to go with him, but what has he meant to you so far? Uh, coach Stroud is a um, great coach. Um, he was a um, great motivator for the team. You know, he always talked to us, talked to us about playing hard and um, playing each game right the right way, and so he was a great coach for us. I mean, he, he really loves you guys. He really will give you guys everything. Now, Besides football, do you play any other sports? Um, just basketball right now. So which one do you like better? Uh, I like them both. Um, I like team sports. Um, I just like them the same. Good answer because, yeah. you know, Coach Shell is probably listening to you and you want to get some PT tonight, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, now outside of athletics, do you, are you involved in any other clubs, any other extracurricular activities on the campus of Calvary Day School? Uh, not really. Just um, sports and school and being with my family and friends. Takes you a lot of time when you, you're dedicated to two sports. Now, yeah. high school sports. What does it mean to uh, Robert Hayward? Uh, I love high school sports. Um, I feel it's a great um, chance for me to um, go to college, um, and I just love playing high school sports. In Calvary Day School, what does that mean to you? Uh, it's a family-based school, really. Um, uh, the fans supported us all season, and um, I just love going to school there. All right, let's talk about your dreams. Do you plan on playing in college? Uh, anybody give you any looks? Have you heard anything? Or are you just going to let see what happens over the next year? Yeah, some colleges have talked to me. I plan on playing college football after my senior season. Um, I don't really have a um, front-run college that I would like to attend yet, so I'm just going to wait and see what offers I get, and I'll decide by the end of my senior season. And I know you know you want to play football. How about a profession? Any future plans? Any You want to be a cop, teacher, uh, coach? <laughs> Any other future plans? Uh, no, I just um, I would just want to get a degree. I'm not sure what I want to uh, major in yet. I'll find out later. But I just want to go to college, get a degree, and um, hopefully um, if football doesn't work out, get a great job. Well, Robert, this year you've had an unbelievable year. You're only a junior. You you are the running back, the linebacker for uh, Calvary Day School. Over 1,400 yards rushing, over 100 tackles. Great job. And that's why you're this week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week for December 21st. Robert Hayward from Calvary Day School Football. Keep up the great work. And he's only a junior, people. He'll be back here next year, and hopefully he'll be telling us what school he's going to be going to. Robert, great job. Thank you.
Yeah, just hang out right here until we're done. And once again, this is all possible by Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. Remember, your back hurts and other body part hurts all the time. It makes you mad. The pain drives you crazy. You just want to pick something up and throw it across the room. While at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and, of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic located at the corner of 7th Avenue, Waters Avenue, right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Well, that was brought in Hayward. Great season. Cavaliers will be back. They got a lot of kids coming back. Great kid, great school, and uh, looking forward to see what he does on the hardwood because uh, he got off the football field last week. He's already playing. They play Savannah Country Day tonight for the uh, Calvary Classic Holiday Christmas Tournament Championship at Calvary Day School. Remember, this is brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Stay tuned because we're going to be talking a little golf with the columnist, Stephen Elmo Weeks, and anything else you want to talk about, probably Georgia football. We'll be right back after this. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> and this is the season to be jolly. Happy holidays! You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Board, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And I'm telling you, what a great, great holiday season, great uh, football season. We got a lot of golf going on, and I mean, it's a hotbed for golf here in Savannah, Georgia. And uh, my next guest, who will be joining us on the ESPN Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, does a great job every week or every other week telling us and keeping us on top of all the golf happenings. And I just spoke with Chris Epperson, just a great kid, but uh, this man can fill us on more. We got the Bacon Park saga going on. We got guys making the web.com tour. Joining us on the hotline right now, the columnist, Stephen Elmo Weeks. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Carl. How are you? Doing good, sir. It's uh, holiday season. Happy holidays, and I hope you and your family are getting ready for the big one in a couple of days. We are unbelievably. We're at the uh, Chatham County Aquatic Center for a swim meet. Uh, my my middle child has a swim meet today, so that's that's how we're warming up for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> warming up, and it's warming there. I remember those days running all over the place with the three little youngins and uh, doing stuff. I mean, just unbelievable. But my question to you is, Stephen. The Bacon Park Saga. What, what, what have we learned so far? I, I'm seeing these uh, O.C. Welch ads on TV now, and they're unique ads, but well, you don't forget what O.C. Welch does. Well, Carl, here, here's where we are with that thing. Uh, there has been a recommendation made to council, to the city council of Savannah, and they will it will be on the agenda on Monday at, uh, at city council. O.C. Welch will be there. I'm sure that Michael Collins will be there. There's been a recommendation made until it's, until it's final, um, you know, I, I'm not going to report it because I, I think that's uh, <laughs> that's, a little, that's jumping the gun a little bit. But there has been a recommendation made, and uh, council will review it on Monday in session. And we ought to have an answer on uh, Monday afternoon unless they decide that it, that it requires further discussion. Um, so it's, it's, it's close to being closed, man. 
Well, you know, further discussion wouldn't surprise me with how they're dragging feet on this golf course. And uh, we talked uh, during the week, or we Facebook message, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I played there last Sunday. And I, you know what, Stephen? For a guy like me who's a hacker who doesn't get out to play much, I enjoyed playing that course last week. And I know it was muddy and it was rough. The greens were rough. But I'm telling you what, if you can't get out there and play, I mean, it's there for us to use. And, yes, it could be uh, maintained a little better is what everybody is saying. But, you know, it's got a lot of rich, rich history and it needs to be taken care of, don't you think so? Well, you know, Carl, I think that a significant investment needs to be made in the golf course for uh, to upgrade, you know, the conditions of the golf course. I mean, whether it, you know, it doesn't need to be Augusta National, but I think that the condition that it gotten into was was uh, was not acceptable. So we'll see what the answer is. I think. One of the interesting things that I have I have heard during the past couple of weeks is all of this campaigning that O.C. Welch has been doing as, as far as using television commercials and social media um, has not really sat very well with city council members. They're they're not thrilled with the the, the very public campaign that, that O.C. Welch has uh, has put on. So we'll see. That may have an impact on this decision coming up on Monday. Now. I don't have any information in terms of what the decision will be or, or, or which way they're leaning, but I, I have been told by a couple of different people that the city council members are not thrilled with the way that O.C. Welch has approached, uh, you know, this proposal <laughs> and the the very open campaigning, if you will, you know, and promoting of himself. That That has not rubbed them the right way. Yeah, well, I hope they make the right decision because the man the man puts his money where his mouth is, and I hope they they understand that too. But uh, all right, let's go to another favorite of yours, the Web.com uh, Tour qualifying uh, six day event that just took place. I know you were very uh, very uh, spoke you spoke a lot about it. You followed it very closely. Uh, give us your insight on how it turned out. Well, you know, I did. I followed I followed Web.com Tour qualifying school very closely because it's an unusual situation to have three Savannah uh, natives playing in, in that tournament. I, I looked up and down the leaderboard. I didn't see three people from one other place, um, you know, listed as their hometown. So that was a unique situation to have Chris Epperson, Mark Silvers, and Tim O'Neill all representing Savannah, all playing for a chance to further their professional golf careers. They all performed extremely well. I think, you know, Mark was a little disappointed with the way he finished, and I think Tim feels like he left a couple of birdies out there. But, you know, Epperson made just about as many birdies as anybody else in the field and he just in the middle of the round in the middle of the tournament he got a little uh head cold or, or flu-like symptoms and and kind of backed away and then he also admitted that when he was winning the golf tournament after the first two rounds he didn't react well to it it was a distraction with all the media and all the uh, all of his friends and family calling and texting and, and trying to support him he said he didn't react well to it and then you know i, I think quite frankly if he, if he plans to be a good professional golfer that's something he's going to have to adjust to is when you play well you're going to receive a lot of attention you're going to you're, you're going to get a lot of media attention particularly if you get up to the pga tour and even on the web.com tour if you're you know the golf channel covers that tour pretty much every week so if, if he plans to, to keep going out and shooting 63s and 64s He's going to get plenty of media attention, and that's probably something he needs to, you know, he needs to adjust to as he moves into the season. 
Well, what I'm impressed with is that how he per has persevered since 2006. He's been trying to get a qualifying card, a Q card, and so is Tim O'Neill. Tim O'Neill's been on. I mean, what what makes a golfer want this so bad to do this year in and year out when it you know it, it's so tough to do? You know, I, I've talked to Tim O'Neill about that, Carl, and and Carl, and, and Tim basically said it's just in your in your DNA. You know, he, he, Tim almost feels like if he doesn't do this until the very last opportunity has been exhausted, he will have cheated himself because he knows he has the talent, he knows he has the ability. And there's so many different ways to make a living playing golf now and kind of keep the dream alive. And as we can see, Tim O'Neill's uh, 41 years old. Chris Epperson's 31. Not too many years ago, those guys really wouldn't have much of a chance if they hadn't already made it to the PGA Tour. But but because of the mini tours and the and the way the PGA Tour has structured some of the subsidiary tours, the PGA uh, you know PGA Tour Latin America where Tim O'Neill played and and uh, PGA Tour Canada where Epperson played, uh, there's more opportunity now. And by the way, both of those guys had phenomenal seasons on those subsidiary tours. You know, I think Epperson was seventh in the PGA Tour Canada Order of Merit, and of course Tim O'Neill was in the top five of the PGA Tour Latin America. So. It, given you know, given the you know, given the the opportunities, they both went out and performed and, and earned their way into another chance. Well, I mean, I, I'm just like you. I love following it, and you know, I, I always try to get there on Sunday to watch whatever we can of the local guys getting on the TV or or watching it on the internet. It's just exciting to follow. And uh, I got to wrap this up. One last question for you, and I know you're a big proponent of this. The greatest Savannah Athletic Hall of Fame is coming up. Uh, nominations need to get in soon, right? Yep, I am on the uh, I'm on the board for the Greater Savannah uh, Athletic Hall of Fame, and you know get your nominations in for uh, the class of 2014 before January 31st. And the, the best way to do that, Carl, is just go check everything out on the website, which is www.gsahof.com, and uh, everything you need to know is there. That you can check out the class of 2013, as well as every other person who's ever been inducted into the Hall of Fame. You can read the guidelines. You can find the nomination form, the address. You know, if you have questions, you can email the, uh, you know, there's, there's an email for, for you to send your questions to. And it's a, it's an awesome, awesome responsibility to, uh, you know, to, to, to carry on this tradition in, in Savannah. And I'm very proud to be a part of it. And I hope we, I'm really excited to see who our, who our new nominees are. That's a great, uh, that first meeting of the year is always cool because we get to start reviewing the, um, you know, the new nominees and see who, uh, and see who we're going to be voting on. Well, Stephen, always a pleasure. Great job. Have fun at the Aquatic Center, and uh, have ha have a happy holiday, and I'll be looking for your columns coming up in the Savannah Morning News. And uh, once again, you know a lot what's going on, and we'll talk Georgia Bowl game next week if I can get you to come on and talk about that. Oh, man. You know I can't wait to talk about the Georgia-Nebraska Bowl game, so I'll talk to you next week, Carl. Have a good holiday. Tell everybody said happy holidays there. All right, buddy. Merry Christmas. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Stephen Weeks, the columnist from the Savannah Morning News, does a great job following our local golf scene, but also has a lot of knowledge about local uh, sports here in the area because he is a native Savannian. Next up, we'll wrap this show up. We'll talk a little bit more about what's going on as far as high school sports, what uh, tournament's going to be wrapping up today. And uh, you can also give us a call at 920-4441 if you got something to say. We're gonna, we'll have about five, six, seven minutes to talk about it. Once again, give us a call. We have open phone lines, 912-920-4441. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sportsport brought to you by 
Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1490, 104.3 FM, WSEG, all powered by the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics, on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Grandma got run over by a reindeer, walking home from our house Christmas Eve. And I'm Carl Demasi. I'm glad you join me for the Carl Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused right here in Savannah, Georgia. And this is all on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Well, another quick show always flies by. I mean, what more can I say? It's the holiday season, Christmas in four days. Uh... Kids are off from schools, everybody enjoying their Christmas or winter break, as we have to say now to be politically correct. And uh, i got to thank all my guests for coming in today because, you know what, the guests are what drive this show. And I say that on my Facebook page every time I post a podcast. Yes, if you missed anything, you can uh, listen to the Call Demasi Sports Report podcast. It's posted every week. Uh, I do apologize there for a little, uh, for two weeks, uh, my uh, recording didn't work out. But uh, i got to fix, and we're ready now to post all our shows on the Call the Master Sports Report podcast page. And uh, once again, thank you for Tommy Palmer coming in, telling us about high school football, how it wrapped up, Calvary, Day School, Benedictine Military School, Richmond Hill, uh, all the all the schools in the Coastal Empire that did a great job. Memorial Day School for bringing home a state championship uh, for the third time in the last six years. And then, of course, the athletic director of the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association, Gene Gibson. If you have a student that does not... Uh, go to public school, private school, your homeschooling. They can play high school sports. Go to the Georgia, sorry, go to the Coastal Homeschool Athletic Association. Find out if they, what they can do. They can play basketball, football, and baseball. Uh, then I got to thank Chris Epperson, who just qualified for the Web.com tour. A local guy, 10 years, uh, sorry, 8 years he's been trying to qualify, has qualified, and Tim O'Neill and Mark Silvers for making us proud, and of course, the Weatherton Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Robert Haywood, only a junior, coming back next year for the Cavaliers, just a great kid, over 1,400 yards rushing, over 100, 100 tackles this year from his linebacker position, and of course, every week, the columnist Stephen Weeks keeping us on top of what the local golf scene's like, and uh, what's happening in local sports, and this cannot be possible also without my sponsors, and one of them, you go over there and get a Christmas gift right now at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies. You're a coach, you're a parent. You need a gift. You need a uh, sports, uh, a piece of sports equipment. You need running shoes. You need gloves. You need bats. You need uh, awards, medals to give to your employees or to give to your team. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies located at 5 Oglethorpe Mall Annex right here behind the Oglethorpe Mall right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Remember, Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies is a Savannah family-owned business. They've been in business for over 45 years. So stop by and get some great help from Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Jen at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, and they will help you with, you all, with all your sporting goods and trophy needs. And I guess the last thing i got to say is the Heisman Trophy Award winner, Jameson, Jameis Winston from Florida State. The award is based on what you do on the football field. Yes, and all the negative publicity about him being charged with something that they said he did a year before. I mean, let's look at it, people. This award goes to the best high school football player. Is it based on his reputation? Is it based on what he did off the field in our society today with social media facebook twitter twitter if you have a twitter account uh 
I mean, cell phone use, texting. I mean, you're out there to be uh, under a microscope no matter what you do. And if you're uh, at a high prestigious college or a high profile football school or if you're an athlete everybody is looking at what you do and remember whatever and especially to the kids whatever you do and you put it on the internet it'll never go away it might hurt you in future jobs it might hurt you in in uh, what you might want going to a college but as far as awards go these are all based on what you do on the field of play. And uh, James Winston had a great season. Uh, he's led Florida State to the national title. He'll be taking on uh, Auburn January 6th. Uh, and it's based on what they did. Now, if you don't like the person, do you know the person? Do you know what they actually have done? Do you know what they committed? You know, in our society, you're not guilty until proven guilty. And he wasn't proven guilty. They did all their, uh, you know, research. They did all their investigations, and this young man was not proven guilty. So he did win the award. Uh, kudos goes out to him. He had a phenomenal season. Only a freshman, second freshman to win the Heisman Trophy. Johnny Football, Johnny Mizell from uh, Menzel from uh, from Texas A&M was in there again in the front runner. So you know what? He won the award. That's the way it goes. And uh, as far as what goes on the rest of the year, I hope you have a great holiday. We have twenty-seven college bowl games right here on ESPN Savannah going from now until January 6th. So you jump in the car, make sure you tune to 104.3 FM or AM 1400 to get all your uh, football needs. I mean, there's a bowl game every day from now until January 6th. We have uh, four up on tap today, uh, some good ones. So stay tuned and listen. And I, I got to thank the people at ESPN. ESPN Radio Savannah, especially Charlie Comins for giving me his chance to be on here every week to talk to you about local sports, and that's what it's all about. And I'm grateful and thankful, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you may be celebrating the next two weeks, because it's all about family. Enjoy what you're doing. God bless, and have a hot, happy holiday. This is Call Demasi on the Call Demasi Sports Board, brought to you by Optimus right here on ESPN Radio. AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs>